Good evening, and welcome to the Loyal Church of Christ Wednesday Bible Study. My name is Jeff Watson, and this quarter we are just a bit over halfway through our study of Ecclesiastes. As we enter our study, I would ask that you consider and keep in mind a couple scriptures. From 1 Corinthians, we have, now these things happen to them as an example, and they were written for our instruction upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Also from 2 Timothy, what you have heard from me through many witnesses entrust to faithful people who will be able to teach others as well. At this time, I'd like to ask the panelists to do the opening prayer. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for once again allowing us to come together through this medium that has been provided. We ask you to be with Brother Jeff as he presents this lesson, that we may all learn from the wisdom of Solomon and the wisdom that you provided him. We ask you to be with us all at this time in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, Dee. Uh, as my uh, normal, I will do a quick review of what we've done so far. Uh, we studied a biography of the author, Solomon, the first two weeks. We looked at his other writings for a couple others, and then we'll spend uh, the remainder of the class actually in Ecclesiastes. Uh, we're going to try to make this class very interactive as we can. Uh, with reading and uh, polls and things like that. You may have noticed I have actually bolded raised hand to read scriptures tonight because I have 20 different readings, uh, so a lot of reading tonight. And I have a goal. Uh, if we have 20 different readers, that would absolutely be awesome. Otherwise, I'll have to rely on some of the old standbys for you a couple times. Um, Solomon. His name is associated with wisdom because God provided him with great wisdom, and he's also known for his great wealth, but he's also known for uh, failing in his uh, marriages and marrying foreign women who had a negative effect upon him. His other writings, uh, Song of Solomon, sounds pretty obvious. It's by Solomon. He has a couple of psalms associated with him, and it's probably best known for Proverbs. Uh, which tells us very early the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, and it also uh, praises the idea of wisdom. Okay, I went on to the next screen, but I'm not seeing it show up yet. Okay, there it is. Uh, one thing I've asked us to remember is uh, we are reading the text written by the wisest man to have lived. So let's listen to what he has to say. Also, this is how I personally react sometimes when I read Ecclesiastes, and maybe you do too. Uh, most of the time it makes me think and consider things. I admit there are a few times though, I just sort of wanna hide myself and duck and cover. But the thing to keep in mind is everything that was written before was for our instruction and to lead us to the hope uh, that we have in the life after this. A review of what we've learned already in Ecclesiastes. 
some frequently used phrases by Solomon. We get right at the beginning. He talks about vanity quite a bit and also how there is nothing new under the sun. But he sets the stage for the uh, purpose of the book. Uh, from verse 3, uh, what advantage is there to man to everything he does while on this earth? And two, he taught us uh, he had tested everything he could about pleasure, concluded, so what? He definitely decided that wisdom is much better than folly, but also reminds us that whether we are wise or whether we are foolish, all will die. From chapter three, uh, there are events that will just happen in life. They will happen when they happen. They are fairly common to all men, and you should uh, not be surprised when they happen to you. Do uh, good and rejoice, and remember that uh, we can't really add or take anything from anything that God has done. It's his plan. From chapter four, uh, he tells us a little bit that something just seems so bad that it may feel better not to have been born than to uh, have to deal with some of the evil in the world. Uh, then he reminds us about being content and also suggesting that uh, having a partner, two are better than one. In chapter five, he reminds us about uh, vows and taking them very seriously. Uh, something that's echoed throughout the Bible about the love of money and the danger of that. But he also begins to answer the question from chapter one. Uh, you can read it for yourself, but good and fitting to eat, drink, and enjoy oneself. And uh, this is a reward. Other places it's called the gift of God. Chapter six last week uh, starts off and kind of stays a bit dreary in the sense that it just reminds us uh, you can have it all, so to speak, or at least from the world's point of view, as far as uh, children and riches and everything. But in and of themselves, uh, that doesn't guarantee happiness. And if your focus and goal is those, you might determine why bother. And then we did the first half of chapter seven. And essentially most of these verses were there to remind us to be, I'll say, sober-minded um, when it comes to dealing with life. So that is enough talking by me now. We're caught up to where we are about to launch into new material. So I will be looking for a volunteer to do some reading. Okay, let's go with uh, Rodney. I have seen everything during my lifetime of futility. There is a righteous person who perishes in his righteousness, and there is a wicked person who prolongs his life in his wickedness. Do not be excessively righteous and do not be overly wise. Why should you ruin yourself? Do not be excessively wicked and do not be foolish. Why should you die before your time? It is good that you grasp one thing while not letting go of the other. 
for one who fears God comes out with both of them. Thank you for the reading. Uh, some heavy statements there. So let me start off with a question for you all. Uh, how can one be overly righteous? Go ahead and respond over in chat, and I'll give you 20 or so seconds to put your ideas out there. Okay, we got some responses there, and now we're going to go ahead and move on and keep responding as you see fit. That's fine. But I am going to look for a volunteer. As soon as it comes up on your screen, it's come up on mine. Uh, I'm looking for a volunteer to read. This is some of the verses I came up with related to being overly righteous. I'm not seeing any volunteers yet. Okay, we'll go with uh, Arnetta, please. For I say to you that unless your righteousness far surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Leave me, you who practice lawlessness. And if I give away all my possessions to charity, and if I surrender my body so that I may glory, but do not have love, it does me no good. For I desire loyalty rather than sacrifice and the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. Thanks, Arnetta. So you see there a lot of good things that are mentioned that people could do but uh, doesn't necessarily mean that you're being correctly righteous, shall we say. Uh, something else from the reading we did earlier was about uh, a wicked life and how it may affect your life expectancy. So I'm looking for a volunteer to do some reading. Okay, we'll go with Ray Hill. Will you keep to the ancient path which wicked people have walked? Who were snatched away before their time? Whose foundations were washed away by a river? But you, God, will bring them down to the pit of destruction. Men of bloodshed and deceit will not live out half their days. But I will trust in you. The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. Thanks, Ray. So we have plenty of other verses that suggest that a wicked lifestyle could certainly shorten your life uh, by plenty.
So the internet's a little slow today for some reason. Okay, I'm looking for another volunteer to read the next few verses in Ecclesiastes. Okay, we'll go with uh, Steve. Wisdom strengthens a wise person more than 10 rulers who are in a city indeed. There is not a righteous person on earth who always does good and does not ever sin. Also, do not take seriously all the words which are spoken, so that you do not hear your servant cursing you, for you know that even you have cursed others many times as well. Thanks, Paul. Okay. Uh... We have that sentence that I put up in the title of the slide. And I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, where else in scripture is this idea of a person never living a perfect life uh, echoed? So I'm going to give you about 20 seconds or so to respond over the chat area. And again, the internet's acting up a little bit. On my computer at home, I see the countdown already happening, and I'm not seeing it over on your screens yet. So I'll just count to 20 myself, and then I'll eventually move on. Okay, uh, thanks for letting me know that, Kevin. Okay. I will be looking for a volunteer to read some of the uh, passages that I came up with. Looking for a volunteer to read. Okay, let's go with uh, VNR Harvey. When they sin against you, for there is no person who does not sin, and you are angry with them, and and turn them over to an enemy so that they take them away captive to the land of the enemy, distant or near. And do not enter into judgment with your servant, for no person living is righteous in your sight. Who can say, I have cleansed my heart, I am pure from sin? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Thanks for that, Ruby. And I think a lot of... Uh... People had also got the Romans 3 reference, but I also noticed how this was mentioned uh, several times also in the Old Testament, uh, often by Solomon himself. Okay, looking for, as we're continuing on through Ecclesiastes 7, a volunteer to read a few verses. Okay, let's go with uh, Del Meadows. I tested all this with wisdom and I said, I will be wise, but wisdom was far from me. What has been is remote and very mysterious. Who can discover it? I directed my mind to know and to investigate and to seek wisdom and an explanation and to know the evil of foolishness and the foolishness of insanity. And I discovered as more bitter than death, the woman whose heart is snars and nets whose hands are chains. One who is pleasing to God will escape from her, 
but the center will be captured by her. Thanks, Del. Uh, Solomon mentioned this uh, earlier in his writings that you may, may or may not recall when we studied Proverbs, and I'm going to be looking for a uh, reader to read those verses. Okay, let's go with uh, Huck Tam. Mute. Suddenly he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter, or as one walks in ankle bracelets to the disciple of a fool, until an arrow pierces through his liver as a bird hurries to the snare, so he does not know that it will cost him his life. For many are the victims she has brought to ruin, and numerous are all those slaughtered by her. Her house is the way to Shoal, descending to the chambers of death. Thanks for the reading. Um, how much of Solomon's attitude was affected by his 700 foreign wives when he wrote this? Uh, we don't know for sure, but it probably did have some sort of impact. And then to uh, finish off, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 7, I'm looking for another reader. Again, on my computer and what I see on the screen are two different things. Okay, there we go. Looking for a volunteer to read. Okay, Jerry Young, we'll go with you. Behold, I have discovered this, says the preacher, by adding one thing to another to find an, expl an explanation, which I am seeking but have not found. I have found one man among a thousand, but I have not found a woman among all these. Behold, I have found only this that God made people upright, but they have sought out many schemes. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, the times I've read Ecclesiastes, that last verse has always caught my attention, uh, especially when people talk about they couldn't help themselves or they were born that way. And I think this is telling us uh, this is not God's intent for man. So I'm looking for another reader to read a few verses that possibly echo this idea. We will go with uh, Rodney again, but we broke our streak of a different reader each time. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And he called a child to himself and set him among them and said, truly I say to you, unless you change and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So whoever will humble himself like this child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Thanks, Rodney. Uh, at this time, we're now going to enter chapter eight, and uh, we'll still do plenty of reading, but we're going to get to some uh, more questions and stuff there. So uh, there's a lot in chapter eight. 
of somebody to read the first four verses? Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, let's go with somebody new. I think we have uh, Deborah Crone. Who is like the wise person and who knows the meaning of the matter? The person's wisdom illuminates his face and makes his stern face brighten up. I say, keep the command of the king because of the oath before God. Do not be in a hurry to leave him. Do not join in an evil matter, for he will do whatever he pleases. Since the word of the king is authoritative, who will say to him, what are you doing? Thanks, Farron. Uh, many times the seriousness of, seriousness of oaths are mentioned throughout the scripture, and so uh, I pulled out a few more I'd like to have read. So looking for a volunteer. Okay, we will go with uh, Steve again. But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, lest ye fall into condemnation. If a man's vows a vow unto the Lord, or swear an oath, to bind his soul with a bond. He shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. When you make a vow to the Lord your God, you shall not delay to pay it, for it would be sin in you, and the Lord your God will surely require it of you. Uh, thanks, Steve. And I assume that we're all very well aware of what God thinks about O's before him in particular. So no more need to dwell on that. Okay, that leads me to a question for you all. What are you doing tomorrow? Uh, respond in chat. I'll give you 20 or so seconds to reply. everybody keep responding as you see fit but i'm going to move on to uh the next slide i did notice a lot of people replying working uh so i will not mention that i've retired but i am looking for somebody to volunteer to read
And again, an internet thing where it's showing up on my screen, but I can't see it showing up on yours yet. Okay, uh, let's go with uh, ABBA. One who keeps a royal command experiences no trouble. For a wise heart knows the proper time and procedure. For there is a proper time and procedure for every delight, though a person's trouble is heavy upon him. If no one knows what will happen, who can tell him when it will happen? No one has authority over the wind to restrain the wind, nor authority over the day of death. And there is no military discharge in the time of war and evil will not save those who practice it. All this I have seen and have applied my mind to every deed that has been done under the sun at a time when one person has exercised authority over another person to his detriment. Uh, thank you very much for the reading. And if I recall correctly, you're gonna be going across the ocean from us but I hope you can still log in on Wednesday nights because I love your voice, I love your reading. So volunteer all you can. I'm looking for another volunteer to read some thoughts that echo what we just read. Anybody new or we'll go with uh we'll go with the Harveys again. Now as to the periods and times, brothers and sisters, you have no need of anything to be written to you, for you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord is coming, just like a thief in the night. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we would go uh, to such and such city, such and such a city, and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet you do not know what your uh, life will be like tomorrow, for you are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that but encourage one another every day as long as it is still called today so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Let's consider how to encourage one another in love and good deeds. Uh, thanks, Vaughn. I went ahead and I knitted a couple of my favorite verses from Hebrews together there at the end about what we can actually do today. Okay, I'm coming at you with another question. Who is the most patient person you know? And I think for those of us that are married, we have an obvious answer, but let's see if we can challenge ourselves. So respond over in chat, let me know. Who's the most patient person you know? Now, Jerry, I expected that sort of answer from Sean Holt, but you know, it is pretty good.
So go ahead and keep responding over in chat if you'd like. But I'm going to carry on over here with the slides. Looking for a volunteer to do some reading. Uh, Carrie, oh, Carrie Clark, we'll go with you. Ecclesiastes 8, 8, 10 to 13. So then I have seen the wicked buried, those who used to go in and out of the holy place, and they are soon forgotten in the city where they did such things. This too is futility, because the sentence against an evil deed Sorry, because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed quickly. Therefore, the hearts of the sons of mankind among them are fully given to do evil. Although a sinner does evil a hundred times and may lengthen his life, still I know that it will go well for those who fear God, who fear him openly, but it will not go well for the evil person and he will not lengthen his days like a shadow because he does not fear God. Thanks, Carrie. Uh, for a second there, I thought you were executing the reading rather slowly in order to keep us uh, on our haunches in anticipation. And I imagine life would be quite different if uh, we all got zapped as soon as we were doing something wrong. But as we know, God doesn't necessarily work that way. So I'm looking for another volunteer to continue reading related to patients. Uh, William Roberts. But do not let this one fact escape your notice. Beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise as some count slowness not willing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not get upset because of one who is successful in his way, because of, because of the person who carries out wicked schemes. Cease from anger and abandon wrath. Do not get upset. It leads only to evil doing, for evildoers will be eliminated. But those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. Thank you for the reading. So God explains why he is patient, what he wills for all mankind to give us all a chance. Uh, and Psalms also remind us, though, not to be jealous, uh, just because evil people possibly appear to be getting away with it, so to speak. Uh, this leads me to a poll. So this will be our one poll for the day. So I will ask the uh, host to launch it. But essentially, uh, what did you last? Say more or less that life isn't fair. So please launch the poll. We'll give you 35, 45 seconds to respond, and then we'll look at the results together.
Okay, we're going to give you about 10 more seconds if you'd like to respond. Okay, so are the results been shared? Uh, I can see them. Can anybody else see them? Okay, there they go. So you see we got a vote for uh, every option with a very close tie between this month and, uh, well, good for everybody that could answer uh, the never or maybe just once or twice. Uh, I know I couldn't. My answer would probably be, uh, I don't know, last half hour if I asked my wife or something like that. Okay, I'm looking for a volunteer to read from Ecclesiastes a couple verses. Okay, no new person wants it. We'll go with Steve or Paul and or Paul. There is futility which is done on the earth, that is. There are righteous people to whom it happens according to the deeds of the wicked. On the other hand, there are evil people to whom it happens according to the deeds of the righteous. I say that this too is futility. So I commended pleasure, for there is nothing good for a person under the sun except to eat drink, and be joyful, and this would stand by him in his labor throughout the days of his life, which God has given him under the sun. Thanks, Paul. And we're going to see this thought expanded and echoed a bit over in, it shows up on my screen, but not yours yet, over in a psalm. So I will give it a second here. So I'm looking for my Prearranged volunteer, Smith, to read the next two slides. But as for me, my feet came close to, stum to stumbling. My steps had almost slipped, for I was envious of the arrogant, as I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They are not in trouble like other people, nor are they tormented together with the rest of mankind. They mock and wickedly speak of oppression. They speak from on high. Behold, these are the wicked, and always at ease. They have increased in wealth. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and washed my hands in innocence, for I have been stricken all day long and punished every morning. When I thought of understanding this, it was troublesome in my sight. Until I entered the sanctuary of God, then I perceived their end. You indeed put them on slippery, on, on slippery ground. You dropped them into ruin. How they are destroyed in a moment. They are utterly, utterly swept away by sudden terrors. When my heart was embittered and I was pierced within, then I was stupid and ignorant. I was like an animal before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You have taken hold of my right hand. You will guide me with your plan and afterward receive me to glory. Whom do I have in heaven but you? And with you, I desire nothing on earth. 
My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is my strength of my heart and my portion forever. Thank you very much for reading those together. Uh, you did such a good job. You will certainly be called on again when I need sort of a dialogue. Okay, we are at the home stretch. Uh, we are at the last couple of verses of Ecclesiastes. So I'm looking for a volunteer to do one of our two final readings. Somebody new, perhaps? Okay, we'll go with Ivy Johnson. Oh, okay. It says, when I devoted my mind to know wisdom and to see the business which has been done on the earth, even though one should never sleep day or night, and I saw every work of God, I concluded that one cannot discover the work which has been done under the sun. Even though a person laboriously seeks, he will not discover. And even if the wise person claims to know, he cannot discover. Thanks for joining the Reading Club, and we look forward to having you do more readings in the future. More about discovery and God's mind is going to be our last reading before we close, so I'm looking for a volunteer for the last reading. Okay, we'll go with Del Meadows. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and fathomable his, his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who became his counselor? Can you discover the depths of God? Can you discover the limits of the Almighty? The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our sons forever, so that we may follow all the words of this law. Thanks very much, Del. Uh, that is the conclusion of chapter eight and the last half of seven. We got through a lot of material today. Of course, I think one thing that we can all identify with is sometimes seeing that sometimes it appears living righteously brings you pain and living evilly sometimes seems to gain you advantage, but we all know better than that and we all have a longer goal. So I will get off my soapbox on that topic and ask for a panelist to do the closing prayer. Pray. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time we've had to be together in this Zoom meeting. And we ask you to go, go with us as we go about our lives the rest of this week and bring us back together soon. We praise this in Christ's name. Amen. Good evening. Our first song this evening will be, I Need Thee Every Hour. Well, then we'll have our lesson by Carl Womble, and I don't know who's doing the closing prayer tonight. Uh, let's begin. I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like thine can 
safor. Ani di, oh, ani di. Every hour I need thee, oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. I need thee every hour, stay thou nearby. Temptations lose their power, when thou art nigh, I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee, oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. I need thee every hour in joy or pain. Come quickly and abide, O life is vain. I need thee, oh, I need thee every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. I need thee every hour, most holy one. Oh, make me thine indeed, thou blessed Son. I need thee, oh, I need thee, every hour I need thee, oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. Good evening. I'd like to talk just for a few minutes tonight about choices. Our whole nation is very involved in making choices that will affect us for many generations to come. Life is about choices. Some of the choices we make, we regret. Some of the choices that we make, we're proud of. Some of the choices we make will haunt us the rest of our lives. The message is that we are what we choose to be and that the choices that we make have a dramatic impact upon who we become. Life is filled with choices. And it's my prayer that if anyone here tonight is not a Christian, that they will choose Jesus. You have 
you have the freedom to do whatever you'd like to do. But you should be prepared to live with the consequences of your choices. God has given you the freedom of free will. So be careful of what you decide to do with the freedom that God has given you. If you're like the writer Joshua, you will say, Choose this day who you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So we know if we are to choose God's plan of salvation, if we are to make the choice in our lives for this brief interlude of time that we have on this terrestrial ball, that when we hear the word of God, we will believe it. The word of God tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And once we hear it, we will choose to believe it. And when we believe it, we will choose to render obedience unto the things that God has told us to do by repenting of our sins, confessing Jesus Christ to be the Son of God, and to be baptized. In the second chapter of Acts, Peter says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of your sins, and you will see the gift of the Holy Spirit. And finally, once we're baptized, once we've made that choice, once we have chosen to follow and obey and serve God, we need to live faithfully. If there's anyone here tonight who wants to get baptized, please contact our elders at elders at lowellchurch.net. And if you are a Christian, uh, you know how blessed you are to have made such a wise choice, the choice that will make a determination as to where you spend eternity. So if you uh, would like to uh, speak to the elders about anything, if you have any prayer requests, uh, please uh, reach them through this uh, link. Elders at laurelchurch.net. I wander far away from God. Now I'm coming home. The paths of sin too long I've trod. Lord, I'm coming home, coming home, coming home, never more to roam. Open wide thine arms of love. Lord, I'm coming home. I've wasted many precious years. Now I'm coming home. I now repent with bitter tears. Lord, I'm coming home. Coming home, coming home, never more to roam. Open wide thine arms of love, 
coming home. I'm tired of sin and straying, Lord. Now I'm coming home. I'll trust thy love, believe thy word. Lord, I'm coming home, coming home, coming home, never more to roam. Open wide thine arms of love, Lord, I'm coming home. My soul is sick, my heart is sore. Now I'm coming home. My strength renew, my hope restore. Lord, I'm coming home. Coming home. Coming home, never more to roam. Open wide thine arms of love, Lord, I'm coming home. Let us pray. Our Father and our God in heaven, we thank you for another day that you blessed us to see. Thankful, Father, that you continue to bless us with life and health and strength and all of the things needed to sustain life. Grateful, Father, for the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Father, we thank you for this time that we've had to share together this evening. Uh, we thank you for Brother Watson as he led the Bible class, for Brother Womble as he led the devotional. Father, we pray that our hearts would ever be open to the things that you speak to us through your word, that we would always seek to live lives that would bring praise, honor, and glory to you. Father, we come at this time and we pray uh, for all of those, Father, who are dealing with health issues and sickness, battling diseases, uh, those whose hearts are touched by the loss of loved ones, uh, for those who uh, will be traveling, that you would grant them safe passage, uh, the prosperous journey. And Father, we pray that you would bless us all for we all stand in need of your grace and your mercy. We ask, oh God, that you would help us uh, to always live our lives in such a way as to uh, reflect positively on the fact that we are your children. We ask, oh God, that you would bless us to affect those around us for good. Father, we pray that you would be with the church, that you would uh, bless us as we are involved in the work of your kingdom. Father, we pray for this world in which we live, not only for uh, the pandemic and uh, the division that exists in this nation, but Father, we pray above all that the hearts of many women would be open to the message of Christ Jesus, uh, that the uh, borders of your kingdom would grow and that in all things your name would be praised. Through Christ Jesus, our Lord, we do pray and ask all things. Amen. <laughs>